0: Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. My name's Chris, and with me is my friend, Rashad. What's up? Hey, how's it going?
1: Doing well, doing well. You know, I'm stuck in the morass of quarantine during COVID, but I feel like everyone is familiar with that at this point. And I, you know, nine times out of 10, your relationship with your neighbors is a normal one, right? Whether it's a positive, friendly relationship, or you just kind of keep out of each other's way. But alas, I have the 10% chance and I've hit it of this absolutely miserable neighbor who decides to decide, decides to start jackhammering at 7am and does not stop until actually right about now, but has entirely just ruined my day. And on top of that, okay, I'm just going to go on a like a little rant against my neighbor. Sorry about this, <laughs> but welcome. <laughs> this is how everything will go, I think. Like I decided to, as I normally do, cook a beautiful steak yesterday, but to do it outdoors instead of indoors because a the weather was really nice, it was finally warm and it's kind of sunny. Shock, shock! We're in the UK. There's not much uh, sun here, and also because it you know it emits a lot of smoke, and we actually don't have a fan in my kitchen. And I decided to start searing my beautiful steak. I'm just tipping the pan over, basting it in butter, just getting all caramelized crust goodness and the neighbor has the audacity to come out and say oh i shouldn't be cooking outdoors because the smell leaks into his house and crosses over to his backyard and i should take that inside because it's inappropriate and the audacity he has to then retaliate by (laughs) doing whatever the fuck he's doing right now (laughs) is just astounding so i guess to answer your question i'm good how you doing
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm good. I I am all alone in my apartment right now, so that's great. Uh, there is there are no noisy neighbors. There is a baby downstairs, but you can barely hear it. Anyways, for most and of you the can time. kind of
1: forgive a baby,
0: more than a jackhammer for sure. <laughs> I mean, the only reason why I moved out of the old place was because my flatmates were going to have a child, and so I was out of there. Uh, and then three months later, I discovered the new people who just moved in below us are have a three month old newborn. So, but I've gotten used to it, and it's all good. It's such a quiet neighborhood here. It's very peaceful. Uh, every once in a while, there is jackhammering, but not in our house. So that's good. It's a lot of construction though.
1: Yeah, and I feel like your area's the houses are more spread apart, spread, spread apart a little bit. So, and you have single family homes in that area um as opposed to townhouses in here where it's really all on top of each other and you really hear everything that happens next door so it's just not a great look um i've never been a fan of homes that are really close to one another i've lived in them my entire life but it just leads to potential conflicts
0: i mean to be honest it's just really inconsiderate of your neighbor doesn't he know he's you're going to record a podcast come on
1: right and at least pay me off with, like, an apple pie. If he did that, I'd be happy. Uh, but alas, we can't choose our neighbors.
0: No. But we can choose who we're podcasting with.
1: Ayo! <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about pop culture and Star Wars and life and everything for years on end. And it's finally coming to fruition.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I wouldn't do it with anyone else and uh yeah this is gonna be a journey man i'm excited i just sounded like a california surfer dude <laughs> <laughs> it's just a
1: journey man i think i don't know when exactly we decided to just do this officially um but we just have been friends for a while now at this point we met i think in uh, i think we met in germany during our masters and i i don't remember actually the first time that we met met but it took a while for us to actually become friends
0: it took it took us literally years um so we met in uh yeah we met in our first semester and during shout out masters. to steve quick shout out to steve You're steve the steve mvp just an all-around nice guy and we had a class together but we didn't really interact we, i i just remember one interaction where we were in like some sort of group work and i said something and you were taking notes and asking me whether uh, you could just write that down and i was i i tried to uh, be funny which is never a good idea and was trying to make a joke of like yeah but if you say it, if you're going to use it you need to quote me and you, instead of laughing, which I had hoped for, you became very flustered and said, yes, yes, of course, you were very nervous. Um, and I just thought, okay, this is, this is a bridge I just burned. Um, and we never talked for two more years. <laughs> so,
1: Well, to be fair, I did go around gallivanting, the world, well, gallivanting around the world for those two years. So it's kind of my fault as well. And when you were back,
0: uh, we just bumped into each other. And started talking, and then we had lunch at your place, which turned into me just spending the entire day there. We just were talking, and that's basically what we did for the next six months until you moved away.
1: I, yeah, that was a time in my life where I felt it my personal mission to try and connect as many people as possible and get to know as many people as possible. And I guess it worked.
0: Yeah, you definitely succeeded at that.
1: But here we are, um, I think years after that. So we are gathered here today, atop a fortress built upon the foundation of our mutual love of pop culture. We are here to bring to you, I guess, listeners. Hey, listeners. Our our thoughts, our admiration, our love, our hate of various pop culture mediums through the years. And I think that for both of us, film tv um novels etc cetera, etc cetera, have played such a large role in shaping who we are how we think about the world and um we're i'm just really excited to talk about so many different things that intrigue us um make us wonder about different questions and explore the nuances for the better or for worse of various things that just you know we are serially obsessed with
0: it's serially hooked.
1: Or serially hooked on.
0: <laughs> it's not just about the media we are, we are talking about. The media are a vessel for bigger issues to discuss. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. We have a lot of plans. We don't know if we're actually going to go through with all of it.
1: We're going to be talking about so many different things, such a wide variety. And we'll generally be breaking them up into seasons with recurring back and forths, depending on new content that is created. Um, And we're going to be talking about so many things, from Star Wars, to Pixar, to Os- the Oscars. Possibly SpongeBob. Um, to Avatar The Last Airbender, to various novels, to... We'll we can sort of run the gamut of various content that spans the pop culture spectrum.
0: Yeah, and uh, we have decided to start off... It felt like a very natural starting point, so we didn't really... We didn't really have to discuss this at all. And we're going to start with, drumroll,
1: Star Wars. Star Wars! Woo! I'm so excited.
0: I know know not everybody is into indie films, but bear with us. It's, It's paying off.
1: If you've ever heard of it. Have you ever heard of it Star Wars?
0: yeah I mean I hope so because you've tuned in, um, but if not you know we're we're here for you we're gonna we're gonna lead you through this, but we're going to do it a little bit differently than maybe other people are because the landscape of Star Wars media has changed significantly after Disney bought Lucasfilm and the rights to Star Wars maybe ten years ago, and I think a lot of people have talked about the movies for so long because that's all of the Star Wars there was. But now, as of a few years ago, um, there have been also very, very interesting series, um, some more known than others. And that's going to be our entry point into the wider Star Wars universe.
1: Well, I think your point about the landscape of Star Wars changing is a very apt one. It is no secret that the Mandalorian as a TV show really captured the imagination and the zeitgeist in such a way that no Star Wars content really had for generations. And it really had opened Star Wars as an avenue for so many people and a new generation of fans who really didn't vibe with the traditional film trilogy model for And considering, in addition, the new landscape of television in general, as television and movies get closer and closer together in terms of their quality, in terms of their budgeting and technology that go into creation of these movies, as well as the the talent that sort of um, transitions between the two fluidly, it is no surprise that Star Wars is one of the leaders now in developing and setting a new stage for this Streaming high-level IP world, and it is a reflection of not only this our you know how our conception of consumption as a as a whole of media has changed, but also it is a reflection of a new generation of Star Wars. And in order as an ode to that new generation, I think we decided to, by and large, skip a gener- an overview of these the films and really dedicate, unlike most other podcasts, a significant amount of time to Star Wars television. And that goes back to talking about the Clone Wars, talking about Bad Batch, which will be coming in on May 4th, actually.
0: Which is going to be our launch day. Exactly. Which everybody knows, because that's when we're launching. Yes, (laughs)
1: Um, We'll be talking about Rebels. We'll be talking about um, the first couple seasons of The Mandalorian. And all of this will be leading up to the first season of The Boba Fett Show that has been confirmed December 2021. So we're excited to go through a new way of looking at Star Wars. And it's going to, I think, lend itself to a different conversation of how it is perce- per- not only perceived, but portrayed and connected to society in a completely different way as opposed to the films.
0: Absolutely. And don't worry, we will eventually also talk about the movies. Just throwing it out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And everything that we say will be will also have references to all the films as well and the films are still play, play such a large role in larger Star Wars conversations and i think that it is really important for us generally as we talk about these to always be referencing the films and really when we talk about Star Wars no matter what you do no matter how granular you get into um random adventures on saleucami you're going to be using the films as a backdrop and a reference point and the core of star wars as a whole as we expand outwards so i think it, it, a knowledge of the star wars films plays obviously a large role in this but also it will kind of hang over everything that we do talk about
0: absolutely and and we are also we also have some fun uh bonus episode ideas such as brackets and drafts eventually and um, yeah I'm, it's the this first season is just going to be a very long one Um, but there is a lot to talk about and I'm really excited
1: yeah it's, it's an exciting adventure really to try and go through and one thing that I'd like to add with regards to why we're talking about the television shows is the television shows really begin in earnest in the or mid to late 2000s I think 2008 is when Clone Wars starts and it is as Star Wars has always been a a reflection of political discourse at the time and the political conversations that are happening, especially with regards to war and international conflict. Um, If anyone is unfamiliar, it's been well established and clear that the Death Star is a clear allegory for nuclear weapons and and an anti-nuclear weapon has a clear anti-nuclear weapon, anti-imperialist mentality in the post-colonial 20th century. It's interesting for us to discuss, given our generation, what's happening in the mid to late 2000s as we kind of grow into adulthood and experience and can actually t- speak more frankly about the conversations in the in our world that Star Wars is a reflection of. And I think it allows us to get more granular into the understandings and symbolism that Star Wars maintains throughout its television run.
0: But before we begin talking about Clone Wars, I think we should probably start by... Discussing our relationship to the franchise, our history with it.
1: It's been a very interesting relationship. And I I don't want to say it was entirely linear in terms of um, an increased uh, relationship from the beginning to end. Um, I, unlike many people, was not introduced to Star Wars by uh, my parents or the older generation. It was left to me to discover as the prequels were releasing in theaters during my childhood. And it immediately captured my imagination, not only as um, an interesting film, but also as something that speaks to a larger universe that has so many connections and interesting ideologies and philosophies that I could really delve into. And I had watched the first movie, I believe on DVD in preparation for um, watching the second film in theaters, I believe. And before watching the second film, I had watched all the films in preparation and really got into understanding what was going on and all the stories. And I, I feel like, you know, the internal analyst that kind of embodies my entire life is is in love with the idea of putting puzzle pieces together and this star wars as an interesting connected connection points and who's this who is that why is this happening where is this what's going on is a really really fascinated me as a child and as with many people as star wars kind of faded from the zeitgeist in general it I kind of lost. They didn't lose interest, but I wouldn't watch it as often, right? I had seen every few years. I'd go back and watch the original trilogy. Sometimes I'd even watch the prequels, and then it really came in recent in recent years, where as even before, as the, as the sequel trilogy was releasing, to really get into the lore a little bit more, to explore the larger corners of the Star Wars universe, the extended universe, a little bit as well, um, and I guess. It's a really interesting and ever expanding relationship that I think um, is still forming for me, for sure. And I'm not going to. S- I-, I definitely will have to say that this experience that we're going to go through was definitely Is going to change my relationship with sorrow's moving forward as well as it gets deeper and as we go into it deeper and deeper, which will be exciting.
0: Well, for me, Star Wars has always been there. I don't remember not knowing what Star Wars was, which is, might be related to the fact that the brain just erases most memories uh, of your first five years of age. But uh, <laughs> quick sidebar: um, I've al- it's always been there. I've always liked it. Um, I watched the movies a lot when I was a child and a teenager, you know, first on VHS, then on DVD. Uh, I played Battlefront 2 on PC, which has also been very influential. I listened to the soundtracks and all of that.
1: How dare I? I? I'm so sorry that I forgot about Battlefront i lived and died with that game i remember i would go to my like father's office and just play for hours and hours that video game with either my friend or just alone it's such a good i I, i'm sorry i'm so sorry i have to interject and say my deepest apologies to star wars battlefront (laughs) it's
0: all right um and so the only movies that i've watched actually in the movie theater were the sequel trilogy and rogue one so far at least um and I think what resonated with me was that at its core, it's a fantasy story sure it it has a it has a sci fi setting, but it is a as people have called it numerous times it's a space opera it is an amalgamation of you know akira kurosawa samurai movies of spaghetti westerns, which themselves are basically remakes of the former um there is this lived in feeling of the galaxy there is this sense of exploration and this immersiveness that just really captured my imag- imagination as a child and i've always been interested in the world of star wars the mythology its history its institutions even you know i have i have fond memories of pretend stick fights in the forest, where we, you know, in our fantasy, of course we were Jedi. Um, and, but you know, I'm not one of these people who gets offended if somebody says they like the prequels. I mean, I don't understand it just from a like from a movie connoisseur perspective, I guess. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think you know this fantasy aspect has just always been that's been a core part of my childhood and my teenage years. You know things like uh, Harry Potter, A Lot of the Rings, but also Star Wars, which is you know very much built on on the story beats of fantasy. Um, you know Joseph Campbell's the Hero of a Thousand Faces and all of that, um, and yeah, so it has something inherently nostalgic. But I also remember after the purchase by Disney and the launch of the sequel trilogy, I was probably the most excited about Star Wars I had been up to that point. And, you know, there were some really good movies coming out. It's just been an ongoing journey since then. Again, I don't think (laughs) I was about to say it does I'm not you know it doesn't play a huge role in my life, but here we are talking about Star Wars. Um, so <laughs> maybe it does play a big bigger part in my life than I would like to admit
1: but you know it's
0: it's just a fun thing to talk about
1: I think one thing that one point that you said that I'd like to expand upon is that sense of wonder and exploration that Star Wars sort of so poignantly hits at it's an amazing place to go and be amazed. Sorry, that was repetitive, but that's, that's Star Wars is just such a wondrous universe to explore and see and has constant moments where you just feel bewildered in such the, in the best of ways. And it, never ceases to amaze you and make you feel like you are a child in some ways and that childlike wonder that is so often lost as you progress into adulthood is it's something that is sadly or it is something that sadly wanes as you grow older and older and the mediums that capture that imagination for us over and over again are extremely not only valuable but play such a large role in making us feel like happy again and I don't know it's just there are moments where I think to myself and uh, sitting in the theater some of the most memorable moments I have are watching Star Wars in theaters or watching certain scenes and just my my mouth like just literally like a gape as I am experiencing what's happening on screen and it, there are very there's very few mediums that elicit such a response and it's just, it's great to hear and be a part of something like this and it's even more rewarding that it's something that we keep good going back to and while so much of film and media is about creating the new thing and creating new creative content and i think that that should and that's actually to a certain extent filmed by the wayside as the IP war is essentially set in and each studio is competing to buy the most, the next biggest valuable IP. There is something great about coming back to a similar familiar universe that, but can still explore untapped regions of it. And in some ways, Star Wars is the best of both worlds in that sense. And I'm I just excited to really talk about this at a granular level with you.
0: And it's really an interesting uh, evolution of Star Wars post-Disney purchase because they were doing a lot of movies for a while and kind of screwed it up at the end. And, you know, Star Wars fatigue was a keyword that got thrown around a lot, but they managed with the launch of Disney Plus and subsequently the mandalorian series to reinvigorate the interest in that universe and what's more uh get a bunch of more people on board there are so many people who have not what or had not watched the movies who just were enamored with by the mandalorian and let's face it baby yoda um who are now maybe they aren't even interested in the movies and that's fine but you know there is just this vast library of material that's out there. You know you have you have all these series that we're gonna watch, and um, at least for me, those are uncharted territories. You have you have watched uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I've watched The Mandalorian, but nothing else so far. So I'm really curious to see what this is what that's going to be especially thinking about you know as you alluded to earlier the the time it, in which it was created with the uh, the wars in iraq and afghanistan and other major political issues that i would assume you know you could find in in those media
1: and one thing that's um i mean you're 100% right is that Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian feeding into meme culture and the internet essentially essentially played off one another to the point where it opened up Star Wars to a whole other cast of, or as I said, a new generation of, of fans. And what's interesting, what's great about Star Wars is that you can just watch the Mandalorian on a week-to-week basis and then forget about the universe until the next season comes out. Or if you want to, you have an endless supply of content to reach out into. Like You don't only have... The, the series that we're going to be discussing. You have all of the Legends canon. You have the, book, the books that are coming out. You, there's so much you can read into to get more and more of a picture if you want to. And if you want to be a casual viewer and just even watch the movies and the main shows, the main live action shows, then you can do that. And as we get more and more content, it's going to be so much more malleable of a viewing experience for different people to have. And... I think it's it's just a new generation obviously and I'm, I'm i'm trying to like think because so much of the mandalorian is actually built on the backs of the star wars tv shows as opposed to the films and while the big moments in the show reference the films sometimes right um you have passing spoiler alert you have passing references to Coruscant and passing references to um, other major characters I'm not going to completely go into it right now I guess for just in case no one has seen a season two of Mandalorian but it there are so many more overt references and also beat by beat connections to the previous Star Wars television shows and I think that it is really important for us to go through these TV shows so that we can really suss out how these are connected to this new generation of television. Um, And a lot of this has to go back to, I mean, shout out to Dave Filoni, who is, I think, my favorite person in the Star Wars universe, a real-life person in the Star Wars world, um, for stewarding The Mandalorian and the Clone Wars and Rebels and just being um, such a force for creative Star Wars content. That really, without him, it's a much less of a rich tapestry.
0: Yeah, and that's what excites me about this project as well. Is you know, I have I watched the first two seasons of Mandalorian, and they're just very, very good. And to see years of content that was under the hand of uh, the same person or one of the people, rather, who has the creative control over The Mandalorian. It's just very exciting, and I'm really curious about it. So obviously we're going to go on this journey, the two of us, but it's also going to be you, the listener, with us. And so if you want to get in touch, you can do that uh, via several ways. One, we have a website, seriallyhook.com. We, you can reach us via email at hello at seriallyhooked.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at seriallyhooked. Now we just have to artificially do a cold
1: open. We, we're not rich with money, but we're rich with options. We are. <laughs> also a good cold open.
0: <laughs> Why um,
1: can't we do the actual structured open? Oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that question. I'm so
0: sorry. <laughs>